we have this weird angle in society now where everyone wants to be an alpha, right? I'm an alpha, dude. I'm an alpha. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you know anything about wolves. There's one alpha, and it ain't you. It ain't you. And it's not the guy next to you. It's the guy you're consistently watching. That guy Rogan with the ever-expanding head, even though he's four foot eight, that's your alpha. <laughs> that's your alpha. You repeat everything he says. You have no original opinions. You eat all of his supplements. That's what an alpha does. He brings food for the pack and then eats what he wants, and then he baby feeds you like a, like a bird regurgitating into its kid's mouth. That's who you are. You're the baby bird going, more Joe Rogan. Nom, 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 nom. Oh that's who you are. You're not an alpha. You're the opposite of an alpha. An alpha has people behind him. Betas, that's who you are. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. Oh, hey, all right, we're going to edit that first part out. Whoa, is there a lot of slurs? Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. I am Zoltan. This is my podcast, episode 355. Coming at you as a newly crowned uh, member of the 100,000 subscriber club on YouTube. Finally Woo! made it. I, I, I looked it up. I opened that account in 2006. I think just to look at stuff or maybe to post my stand-up. That is the year that I started. And it only took me 17, was that 17 years? To get to 100,000 subscribers. I went the long way. All these new people, they just they just show up and put a bunch of shorts up that get millions of views. They get their 100,000 subscribers within like a week because mm -hmm. they're teaching people how to slip a jab or they called someone in the front row a mutant while they were actually a mutant. And then that got to 18 million views. And then not me. I went the long way. I posted long, regular YouTube videos, a stand-up uh podcasts and we took the long way no shortcuts i'm not gonna lie to you i tried to take the shortcuts i have a bunch of shorts up there didn't do dick all <laughs> or nothing for me bud i uh but the uh but the going the long way that's what worked for me so it's a big week mm -hmm. hundred thousand subscribers on on youtube thank you for subscribing emma launched her newest business safejournal.co Mm -hmm. uh, go to safejournal.co, buy it. It's journal. Journaling is good for you. Get your thoughts out on paper and see how you feel about it. That should be the commercial for it, by <laughs> the way. Get your thoughts out on paper. See how you feel about it. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, so it was a big week. Um, did I miss anything else? Were we celebrating anything else? I think that was it. We were eating steak because you have low iron. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's what we were doing. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> Do you have low iron too? I think everybody has low iron. I feel like it's so complicated. Yeah. It's so weird. I didn't I had low iron when I was in high school. That was the label, you know, the doctor said, "Oh, you're anemic." And it was like the best diagnosis I could have ever gotten cuz my mom just fed me steak for the next 3 months straight. Mm -hmm. And then the next time they're like, "Yeah, you're doing great now." And I was like, "Thank you, mom." So you got labeled, you just had a, a recent physical. They said you're a little low on iron. No, she said I'm really low and that She's surprised I don't have any symptoms. Right. Yeah, because the symptoms are you're supposed to be tired, lethargic. You're supposed to get lightheaded. Lightheaded. Lightheaded, yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason neither of us experience these things is we don't work. 
Like I, <laughs> like I get enough sleep every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, we, we sleep in every day. We work uh, comedian's hours. So we go to sleep at midnight, wake up at 9 or 10. And then uh, any time it, it, like we're about to do real work, uh, we don't. <laughs> like and, you know, like somehow we get out of it. Like we had a bunch of your journals arrive mm-hmm. to put into the storage unit, and that that UPS driver did most of the lifting. Mm-hmm. He just handed them to me. I put it on a cart. Uh, I wheeled them up. Remember, you were gonna help, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, let me get one of these boxes." And you're like, ah. <laughs> I put it back. Yeah, I'm like, you got up, this. Put it back. <laughs> I think I think if we had. Back when I I worked the warehouse gig and I used to unload trucks and stuff, if I was anemic, I think I would know. Mm-hmm. I think I would fall asleep on the pallets, which we used to. We used to sleep at the warehouse. Mm-hmm. We had a special, uh, I don't know if you ever watched that Dane Cook movie, um, Employee of the Month, oh, yeah. where he's working at like a uh, Costco type business. Mm-hmm. But um, they had a special... Like in the big shelves, they had a special thing behind a box, which was like the clubhouse for the employees. We had a low end version of that where we just pulled a pallet out and threw some cardboard back there. And my buddy Joe, who just had two kids, he had two babies at home, so he wasn't sleeping at all. I would drop him off on the forklift and pick him up in like an hour. (laughs) And uh, one time the warehouse manager's like, where's where's Joe? And I was like, oh, I'm sure he's around. And then I like drove by. I'm like, dude, John Dew's looking for you. And he got up and he had the, because it's dusty back there. And it's all, he had the dust griddle marks on his back <laughs> and his hair's all messed up. And his, he was clearly asleep in one of the racks. And he came back. He's like, what's up, John? I've just been, I've been doing inventory. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like if we had a gig like that, I think the, the, um, the, Side effects or the symptoms of it, we would definitely, yeah, they would show more. So, we've been up in the steak. We had steak last night for dinner, and then we found it. What is it called? Tennis? Tinnitus? What's the stuff? Tannins. Tannins. Do you know about tannins? So, there's all these foods that are rich in iron red meat, spinach, other things, nuts, legumes, Mm -hmm. dark greens. Dark greens, yeah. yeah. But your body can't absorb them if you have a lot of tannins in your body. One of the things that is chock full of tannins is red wine, which Mm. that means when you go out to go have like a celebratory steak at a steakhouse, you drop $70 on a nice cut of steak and you have it with a red wine. That means like most of the iron you're getting from that expensive piece of beef isn't even being absorbed by your body because the tannins in the red wine are blocking it out. You're getting none of that iron. Getting none of it, which is... Listen, how do we, we don't have a just God in the world if it means that we can't go out and get a red wine and a steak and you're blocking the nutrients. Mm -hmm. We found that out after we ate last night because it's not, tannins are in everything. They're in red wine, they're in old fruit, which is red wine. Coffee, tea. Coffee, tea, dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. They pretty much, we watched a YouTube video and they listed everything. Everything we uh, we enjoy, they're like, oh, yeah, these things block you from getting nutrients from your food. I mean, you just can't have it before, during, or after your steak. That's all of it. <laughs> That's, it's, it's always before, during, or after. How long? Like two hours? It's a one to two hours. Wow. Because I remember you told me about it. You're like, oh, no, we ha- we can't block out the iron from this meat with tannins. And I thought... It reminded me of a Mark Marin joke where he talked about turmeric, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and he's like and he's like everyone's like oh turmeric's so healthy for you and then he's like all right i'll go get turmeric and then another guy's like make sure you have that with black pepper because the black pepper activates the turmeric so your body can absorb it and he goes all right so that's made up right like that sounds (laughs) completely out of your ass made up and uh but now after i've heard of these tannins i'm like i don't know yeah it looks like they're all in healthy stuff too Yes, they're in healthy stuff. Fruit and vegetables, coffee, tea. Coffee, nuts. tea, nuts. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. And so that means you got to eat a steak without having coffee, tea, dark chocolate before or after it, red wine. Just drink that for breakfast, I guess. I don't know when you're supposed to have red wine, but apparently not with your delicious steak. There's a wine, There's a whole job at a restaurant where it's called a wine sommelier. And not, 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 this isn't at the uh, Applebee's and the Chili's. This is a level up. I'm talking Outback Steakhouse and Cheesecake Factory. There's a wine sommelier at these places I hear. And they're going to come by and they're going to be like, oh, you're having the New York Strip? Let me match that with a nice cabaret from the Bordeaux region of, of France. <laughs> it's from 1876. That guy's pretty much ensuring that you don't get the nutritional value out of your steak by serving it to you with that red wine. Mm-hmm. He's a thief. He should be outlawed. Mm-hmm. You should be outlawed. The FDA should get on the wine sommelier's ass going, you better just be going around to people having chicken and fish. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing ruining people's steak experience with your with your vast knowledge of, of wines? I uh, Yeah, all the stuff blocks it. It's kind of like, the, you know that one guy who's like in, he's in all my algorithm YouTube ads, where he's like, he's like ripped. He's always shirtless, and he's like, "Stop doing cardio." Do you go, all the athletes, all the movie stars get into shape by following this diet plan? And he has like, I don't know what his ad budget is. It must be a billion dollars, because he's before every one of my videos, and um, he's like a good-looking white dude, shirtless. He looks like he sells cars during the day, probably. Um, but his last video, he's like, these are the foods that will kill your mo- metabolism. And he's just showing all these foods. And it's everything I eat. <laughs> One of the things I was eating at the time I was watching the video. He's like, are you having cereal with fruit in it? That'll kill your metabolism. He just, I'm like, what foods don't kill it? I think you just got to eat like brown rice and, and uh, pre-workout powder. And that's the only thing that won't kill your metabolism. Or whatever he's selling. Or whatever he's selling. I'm thinking about it. You know? Every once in a while. I once tried to do the carnivore diet where you just eat meat for an entire day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made it. It sounds like a sexy diet. You're like, I like meat. I I can go without vegetables. I can go, Like the hardest part for me was going without cheese. You know? I love cheese. But they say take it easy on the cheese. Or actually, no, cheese is allowed. There's no bread, carbs, that kind of thing. No dairy. No dairy. Right? I don't know. I might be wrong. But I remember it seemed like an easy diet to follow, and I fell off at like 6 p.m. I went over to my buddy Dane's house, and I told him how I'm doing. He offered me chips. I'm like, I can't have chips. I'm doing this carnivore diet. And he goes, why? And I'm like, you're right. And then I just started eating chips. Mm -hmm. That's how far (laughs) I made it. He just had to go, why? And I was like, yeah, why? Why am I doing the carnivore diet? For who? Who am I getting cut for? What job do I possess where I got to be ripped or big? I think it's just for the podcast game. I feel like half most people are just working out so that when they're here doing the podcast, they have the big shoulders and the big jowls and they can talk all slowly. 
and go, let me tell you about home defense. <laughs> Isn't that most of podcast things? It's most just, of YouTube. <laughs> it's most of YouTube. Just like meaty guys talking into technology. You know they didn't set up. You know they don't know their way out of a hat as far as setting up a microphone into a camera. And <laughs> they're just like, yeah, I scared, a, I scared a kid into setting up my equipment, and now I'm going to tell you about kettlebells and chemtrails and why I'm smart enough to tell you not to trust the vaccine or, or like some version of that. Uh, and I, th I think that's the main reason to work out just so you can look credible. Mm. No one wants to believe an out of shape guy. You know, it's hard, even though I want my doctor to not be ripped. Like anytime I see like a ripped doctor, I'm like, oh, that guy's just on steroids. <laughs> he's one of those guys where like if you come in dying, he's just going to be like, well, you clearly don't have the intestinal fortitude to survive this. And you're like, yeah, I was stabbed in the stomach. Can we get surgery going? No, no, you got to pull from within like a Sylvester Stallone action. You know, thank you for politely just chuckling into the <laughs> microphone. I'm here I to support. I know. I know. Uh, Jesus, it's hot. What else happened? I think I got a beef with the uh, with the man community of the internet just because we reposted a stick shift joke. It was like an old closer that I had where I just made fun of stick shift driving and how stupid it is. Like People are like, no, I prefer it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you prefer all that extra work, all that extra. Hey, isn't this easy? You can just, <laughs> oh, what's that, a hill? Nice, figure mm. that out. Uh, and I was just poking. I was making fun of it because I can't do it. That was the whole purpose of the joke. And uh, it does well every time I put it up. Like, it's going to get to a million views again. And But it nets me no followers <laughs> because the entire comment section is just calling me a pussy. <laughs> for, and it's all dudes that their profile picture, their car is the profile picture, <laughs> or they're in front of their car going, oh, yeah. hey, did you know I have a car? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude. It's, oh, I, there's so many levels to my hatred of this type of guy. Because this type of guy and I actually have a lot in common of our interests, but they make me not like it. Like, I like cars, but then I meet people that like cars like that, and then I'm like, I hope every car bursts into flames while you're all in it. <laughs> I can't stand you. Having a car of any type doesn't make you manly. Like, you're just sitting there. You're just sitting in it. And it's moving you. You're a you're a a lump of crap being moved through the road. You're not. You didn't build the car. You're not a part of this. Some you know. People think they built the car. They think they, they did. put a part or two in, and they're like. Yeah, you think you put a custom catback exhaust on the bottom of it to make it sound like you were in Fast and the Furious, and now you're a mechanic. I used to work <laughs> at a mechanic shop. All right, no real mechanic, no respecting mechanic drives any of the crap cars you guys drive. You know what my old boss, Daryl Jones, manliest man on the... Way manlier than any of you. His testosterone would have made your penis into an innie, all right? That's how much testosterone this guy exuded out of his gills. You know what that guy drove? A 2000 Toyota Tacoma with 350,000 miles on it and dog shit on the pedals. Because he stepped in dog turds and it got mushed into the pedals. <laughs> and he never really got him out of there. That's the manliest dude. That's what a man drives. Not a child's crotch rocket with stickers on. Dude, if you got stickers on your car, I'm assuming you don't have pubes yet. Obviously, your pubes haven't sprouted because you 
put stick. There was a moment. There was a moment when you were standing in the driveway of your parents' house and you unsheathed a sticker and you put it on your window. Went, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's the brand of shocks I have. So I put it on the window. Am I? You're not a man. Guilty. You're. Oh no. In high school, in high school. Yeah, high school. I did Nothing high wrong school. with that. Yeah. yeah. I also did that in high school. <laughs> yeah. I was 19. Well, it was after high school. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. But like when that dude at now 45 <laughs> with gray in his beard and his old girlfriend are talking trash to you on Instagram because you made fun of stick shifts, let it go, dude. Let it go. You're going to have a knee replacement soon. Get the stickers <laughs> off of your car and move out of your mother's house, all right? You got to stop spending money on this car that's getting you nowhere. You have 100 followers on Instagram. It's not going good for you. Just move on. As you can tell, it's bothering me. Oh, yeah, let it out. Dude, it's just so many of these comments, and they're like, none of them are... We have this weird uh, angle in society now where everyone wants to be an alpha, right? I'm an alpha, dude. I'm an alpha. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you know anything about wolves. There's one alpha, and it ain't you. It ain't you. And it's not the guy next to you. It's the guy you're consistently watching. That guy Rogan with the ever-expanding head, even though he's four foot eight, that's your alpha. (laughs) That's your alpha. You repeat everything he says. You have no original opinions. You eat all of his supplements. That's what an alpha does. He brings food for the pack. (laughs) And then eats what he wants, and then he baby feeds you like a like a bird regurgitating into its kid's mouth. That's who you are. You're the baby bird going, more Joe Rogan. Nom, 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 nom. Oh That's who you are. You're not an alpha. You're the opposite of an alpha. An alpha has people behind him. Betas. That's who you are. Did I get heated enough? Was that you good? Got so heated. Ooh. Let it out. None of you. None of you are alphas. Let's leave it all at the podcast studio. None of you are home. men. I I challenge your masculine. If you knew anything about yourselves, you wouldn't be defending cars on the internet. If you knew anything about yourself as a person, you wouldn't be defending a type of transmission on the internet. You're a weak person. Weak person. I had a donut before this. (laughs) Just so you know. This is what an alpha looks like. This is what I'm in no groups. I don't walk around with five friends. You know why? Because I'm a man. I'm not scared. I don't have a gun in my house because I'm not f- afraid. I'm courageous. I don't take jujitsu. You know why? Because I'm not dumb and I don't get into issues with people. You are. You better hold on to that kettlebell. You're going to need it. And you're going to swing it like a purse because you're going to need a weapon. You're right. Uh, I love it. I'm, I'm very heated. I've been waiting to get this off my chest <laughs> the entire time. Those are not men. Those are not men. All right. Uh, wow. Uh, how do we how do we trace back from Something that? Something a little more lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. I can feel it coming out of my veins. So that a uh, sweet rice donut? Mm-mm-mm. No, we're not getting into that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. All those comments. This is why I don't. I I try to turn off social media because I don't want to read the comments. But every once in a while, you read them and you're like, I'm gonna reply to this guy. I'm gonna let him know what's up. You know. So it was one of those weeks. But anyway, we made it to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, so it's, it's all better. I don't know. We had a, uh, we went to, where were we last weekend? Colorado Springs? Mm-hmm. We had a good time out there. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I had a dude faint at my show for the second week in a row. Damn. 
Yeah, in Minneapolis, a guy fainted, and in Colorado Springs, another guy fainted. And, yeah, and uh, neither what you would expect, I guess you would expect like an older person maybe getting heated and mm -hmm. falling over. No, these guys were both same age group, probably mid-30s, mm -hmm. 40s, probably around my age. They didn't look unhealthy. The they, fact that that's never happened to you in your entire career and that it happens two weeks in a row. That's impressive. That's insane. Yeah. There's something. It has to be something. Like, I think it's the heat. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. Both venues where they were blasting the heat, which, by the way, heat is not good for a comedy show. No. You want it to be a little colder. You want Because people are going to warm up from laughing, and then the room's going to get too hot. And I'm going to guess that that guy, either that or maybe marijuana or some substances, because he wasn't drunk. The second guy had no drinks. Yeah, he was the designated driver. He was the designated driver. And they let him drive home after that, which, and their <laughs> friends just didn't join him. They're like, we're going to keep drinking. We're going to let you go. He didn't leave in an ambulance, even though one got called. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it happened at the end of my show, so I couldn't even save it like I did in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Like in Minneapolis, it happened in the middle of my set. So we stopped for 20 minutes. Ambulance came, oh, wow. took him out, uh, and then I finished my show. But this happened during my closer. So it like ended the show, and I just... And then the owner comes up to me and goes, yeah, just end it because you're pretty much done anyway. We got the next show. We'll wheel them out. And I was like, all right, I guess that's the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> While he's over there going, I'm fine. But yeah, everyone's, I, do you think everyone is low on iron? Maybe. Is that what it is? That's a symptom of anemia is Fainting. your lightheadedness and your faint. I think everyone's eating red meat with tannins in it. <laughs> they're eating with the, and they're not getting the iron and they're slowly you know, passing out. But the fact that it happened twice is, I, it's impressive. Crazy. Yeah. It, it makes me worried for my shows this weekend. I'm going to watch. Someone's going down. Maybe it's something going around. You maybe, think? maybe people are fainting everywhere. Have you have you noticed any up, upticks in fainting? I have not in person recently, no. Only time have you ever seen a person faint? I feel like I have. It's usually funny. Usually an older woman. Yeah. I've seen an older woman faint at a show. I've never fainted. I mean, but I have been where I feel like I was going to. But it's I'm either dehydrated or I didn't eat. Right. Because I do the fasting thing. So like. If oh I yeah, eat, that'll get sometimes you. Sometimes I won't eat for like twelve hours, and then I'll like go on a run, and then I'm like immediately like about to pass out. Right. But no, I haven't seen I haven't seen a commonality of it recently. Oh, good. I've I saw a guy. I've never fainted before. I almost did after giving blood. Once. That'll do it. Yeah, because I look down and a little bit pooled oh. after they pulled it out. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's all it. Oh, yeah, she has to lay yeah, down. Blood thing, yeah. yeah, for the vaccine, they brought in an anti gravity chair. <laughs> Remember that? Which, by the way, do you know what an anti gravity oh, chair is? Sounds... It's just a lawn chair. They made it sound so high tech. Yeah, I thought they were going to send you to the moon like NASA, and then they just brought in a lawn chair <laughs> that reclines all the way back. It was like a cot. They pretty much had you lay in a cot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you're you have that. I have that just mm -hmm. to a lesser degree. Because right. I remember I looked down, saw the blood puddle in my pit of my elbow, and I just went. I felt. I was like, "Thank God I'm sitting down," because yeah. if I wasn't sitting down, I'd go down right now. Mm -hmm. I can't handle it. Yeah. One time, a bartender at a comedy club, Madhouse, the bar was lower than. It was a weird setup. The bar was sunk in, so if you were asking for a drink, you were up high looking down. And one time a there was a piece of broken glass, and the bartender, Misty, I think you've met her, 
she stepped on the glass mm. and there was blood on the ground, looked like someone sacrificed a goat down there. <laughs> and she's like, ah. Oh. And I wanted to go help her, but I saw the blood and I just got lightheaded. And I went, oh, someone help her. And then I had to, I had to sit down because I looked and I saw, and then the other people were heroes. Either that or they were smart enough not to look at the blood and, uh, and that helped out. But um, yeah, I lightheaded. I saw a dude faint. We were playing rec league basketball. He was our center and he was like, coach, I need a break. And he's like, yeah, we're going to take a break and about uh, and one more drill. And he's like, all right. And then he just fell back. <laughs> he's like, I'm taking my break now. <laughs> and he just stuttered back. But yeah, I've never fully... Have you ever fully fainted or just felt like you were about to? Yeah, every time I have blood drawn, I've felt You like, just feel the yeah. lightheadedness coming up? Maybe once we get you full of stakes, that won't happen anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Once we get your iron levels through the roof. Well, we've got enough meat to last us. A couple weeks. But so much. <laughs> we, we accidentally bought expensive steaks yesterday because we saw the wrong sign. We went to uh, Union Market, and she's like, yeah, we'll do those two steaks in the back. And I could tell what you, you saw, $8 a pound for the ground beef. <laughs> but those are New York strips. Those are $25 a pound. And I almost said something, but I can't because I grew up poor. So I can't let this butcher that I've never met think that I don't have the money. So I I just went, yeah, and then I just quickly turned and walked <laughs> off. And then you looked at the sticker of what it costs, and you're like, $35 for two stuff. And you're like, did you know this? I'm like, yeah, I knew that. I just, a big I mistake. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. It's fine. We ended up having a delicious dinner. Mm-hmm. It looked like we were celebrating something. Oh, we were. Oh, we were. You're, yeah. you're 100,000. 100,000 and launch of safejournal.co. Go buy a journal. Uh the uh, yeah, we were celebrating something, but it was funny. Like I have that in me where if so, if I feel like someone thinks I can't afford something, I need to get two of them. It's it's trailer park mentality. I grew up in the trailer park, and that's the weight I carry on my shoulders. Like when I bought the tuxedo for our wedding in Italy. Remember, we went into that suit mm-hmm. supply store, and the guy was like, "Dude, you need a tuxedo? I'll get you set up." Tuxedo, shoes, tie, all for a thousand dollars. And he said it like that's a deal. But in my head, I'm like, that's 500 more than I was planning on spending. <laughs> and I, But I'm not going to let this guy know that I don't know what tuxedos cost and that this is a good deal. So I went, hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was ready to just, I might take two of them, you know, <laughs> just an extra one. One for eating and one for walking around, you know, because I might stain one of them. And uh, yeah, there's something, I think that's the poor person mentality in me. Like, I'm like, what do you think? I don't have it. I'll show you. Give me all of them. All of them. <laughs> You've seen that in me. Oh, I've seen it yeah. a lot. Because I used to have to put up with it. And now I'm like, we'll, we'll go to a hotel right now. <laughs> One time uh, I, had a, I had a red eye flight. So I woke up in the morning, had to fly across the country. Or no, flew the night before, excuse me. Flew across the country, landed. All I wanted to do was uh, I really had to go to the bathroom. Number two, let's not be shy about it. And I wanted to sleep. And I went in and they're like, I'm sorry, sir, your hotel's not ready. And I was like, when will it be ready? They're like, in about four more hours. I was like, all right. I just walked out, went to the hotel across. And I go, you got a room available now? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, set it up. He's like, do you want to know what it costs? I go, no. I go, does it have a bed and a toilet? (laughs) Set me up. And I paid for two hotel rooms. Because there's many times where I couldn't. There's many times where I had no money. I was already losing money on the trip, so I would just have to sleep in my rental car 
outside the Motel 8 or whatever until they finally let me in. And I'm like, no, these turds will happen now, and I will be sleeping soon. (laughs) And you've seen me storm off. Oh, so many times. I have no patience. Yeah. That anger you saw coming out at those car dudes that lit me up, that anger is seething at the bottom at all times. At all times, it's simmering. You know, like when a kettle for tea, and it's right before it goes, starts whistling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that right before part where you're like, oh, that's close, right? And that's, that's close. That's why you're a comedian. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that is also why people, I, someone left a comment on one of the podcast episodes. They're like, it's interesting seeing you on the podcast compared to you on in stand-up because mm-hmm. there is a difference to it. Yeah, I don't get as angry. On on stage, because yeah. I like to, I like to. Anytime I want to get animated or angry, I leave it with a smile in there because I think it's creepier, mm-hmm. and it gets my point across better. I think it's mm-hmm. better to go, "Oh, is that what you're doing to me?" as opposed to, oh, "I'll kill everybody," you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that's what I'm feeling, and then I think, I think that comes out here. Yeah, like today you tried to go to the Y. Oh, hit the bag. Yeah, I was going to go get a workout in before the podcast. I went to the YMCA down the street from our house because they have a heavy bag in the gymnasium. They have one of those indoor tracks on the second level where you can run around, and they have a heavy bag in the corner. And uh, I showed up to go do the heavy bag, and the gym was closed because they needed quiet time for yoga. There's all these old ladies doing yoga down there. So I just walked in, walked all the way up, saw that, walked down and all the way out. And I came back, and you know, she, she's like, what are you doing back so fast? I'm like, there's yoga going on at the gym, mm-hmm. and they won't let me hit the heavy bag. And I'm like, didn't you want to just like run on the treadmill or do something else? You're like, no. No. I'm, <laughs> why do I got to change my plans? Because they decided to screw my plans. You know? Why can't I just cancel it? I, that's my mentality. That's insane. Is that insane? <laughs> you got to compromise with the situation, you know? It's You know what it is? Everyone had to not do, like, work with lifting weights. Like, that makes noise. Can't they just go to a yoga studio? Oh, you're on there. Yeah, you're making fun of them. Uh, Yeah, yeah. no, I agree with you. (laughs) So, like, yeah, I I thought you were calling me insane. And she was was agreeing. hell yeah. She was agreeing with you going, yeah, isn't he stupid? (laughs) And I'm like, wait a second here. We're losing the room. Crazy. No, yeah, well, it's just that the weight room's still open. The treadmills are still open. Okay. It's just the he- it's just the upstairs track and that heavy bag. And the problem is, like, when I get motivated to do something where I was like, man, I'm pretty sore. We went to work out last night, mm-hmm. and I ran. I ran four miles on the treadmill the night, like, uh, not even 12 hours before. And I was like, I don't really want to run. I'll go do some jump rope, hit the bag for 12 rounds. I'll feel like I did something. And I was just mentally preparing for that, you know? I'm already walking to the gym going, oh, yeah, don't hurt your neck. Don't forget to not hurt your... I'm just reminding myself what not to hurt on myself while I hit this bag. And I get over there, and they won't let me do the bag. And I look down, there's a bunch of ladies in their 60s doing downward dog, and I just went, damn it! And then I, in my heart, I didn't say it out loud. Sometimes I do. And then I just stormed out of there with my little stampy walk that I do when I'm mad. Emma's seen it so many times. Uh, And then I just went home, and I was like, I was telling myself not to be angry, but also if you don't want to compromise and do another workout, like go run at the park or lift weights, don't do that. Just go home and get ready for the podcast where you're going to yell about people that like cars. Mm. You know? How many times? Get it off your chest. I got it all out. I felt so good. 
You know what it was while I was ranting about the guys with the cars? You ever see those movie scenes where, like, someone's so angry they black out and then they wake up and then everyone in the room is dead? That's how that felt, <laughs> where I just started ranting about them and then I, I got it out and then I looked around and you guys were like, whoa. And I was like, oh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm back now. They just upset me, uh-huh. you know? And I think they'd be nice people in person. That's the part that gets me. Oh, that's actually, we're going back to that. Okay. I am going back to that. <laughs> I think that's what this whole ep- this episode is going to be called uh, Iron Deficient Rage. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good title. I think it's a decent title. It's a clickable title. You know what I think it is? I Because I know me well enough, I can get along with everybody. But once uh, it's social media that makes us hate each other. That's why there's every war in the mm-hmm. country. Look at Ukraine and, and Russia. Israel... And Hamas, you think those wars would be happening if it wasn't for social media? Mm. You think? Like, there's no way. I'm, I'm being facetious. Of course, those wars would be happening. But, like, maybe social media made it worse. Maybe Vladimir Putin was like, oh, these people think I'm a puss. I'll show them I'm taking Ukraine. And then he just sent a bunch of people in there. I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, if, like, any of those people said any of those things to me in person, I would be like, ah, you know? And then they'd be like, ah, I'm also joking. <laughs> and then it would be fine. Because I did that joke in person to a lot of people, and they all got the joke, I think, just in that snippet. You never know what's going through someone's head. Yeah. They just had to put a new sticker on their car. Their mother is asking <laughs> them to move out. And now they're on social media. Someone's making fun of their transmission. <laughs> and then they just went off. Yeah, people are always so brave behind the key keyboard of course yeah yeah because some, sometimes you're just you think you're screaming into the void mm-hmm. and you you don't know that someone's on the other end of that phone call going mm. what the hell did you just say to me mm-hmm. like they're posting that stuff i think sometimes in thinking that no one's gonna read it right you know or maybe in hopes if they do read it they'll just agree mm-hmm. and go you are right you you have the best opinions you know some yeah. version of that but I like to, I don't know, I just like to feel warm. Because honestly, society scares me a little bit. Teenagers scare the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, have you seen teenagers on the subway? Is there any more terrifying than a group of like 20 teenagers on a subway? 20? No. God, no. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. I went on the subway uh, to go meet up with Dave for lunch. And a school had just let out. And these were, I guess, middle school age or maybe high school age. I can't really tell. But there's like 20 of them. They all just got out. They're about to hop on the subway. They're They're like yelling at each other they're wrestling with each other and like going back and forth and i you kind of look around and you're like oh they're all bigger than me (laughs) and there's a lot of them and they have a lot of energy their joints don't even hurt yet (laughs) and i was like if they wanted to they could just ransack me right now i don't even think i could defend my i don't think i could hurt any of these kids physically or emotionally like i can't hurt these kids on any level and uh I just remember putting on my headphones and like slipping down <laughs> further, further down the platform going, I don't want to, I don't want to be shoved into this. These are only thoughts you'd have in New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never had this thought in San Diego. I was never on the beach in San Diego. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of kids showing up to surf. Yeah. Oh, what if, what if they take off my, my swimming panties and run them down the beach? I, I'll be out here with my dingus free. You know, no one, no, you don't think that way. Mm-hmm. But here you're like, oh my God, this could, this could actually happen. Um, yeah. Teenagers scare the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Those are the, I think teenagers might be the only group of people that scare me in person. 
because uh, they, they there's just something about them they haven't lived yet, but they have all their opinions, mm-hmm. and they don't have fear, mm-hmm. and they just have this look in their eye because they're about to start their lives, like their adult chasing dreams lives, and they look at you. And there's something about that glare in their eye will make you it'll make you like second guess every life decision you've ever made. <laughs> and you're just like, you are right. I am a complete failure. What have I done? Make sure I use me as a as a warning. Like, don't do anything I did. Please chase your own dreams constructively. Yeah, it's just such a I don't know. Terrifying. I was as terrified of them when I was also a teenager. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's you know what it feels like i went and did a show in the lower east side and everyone was just dressed like they were from the matrix i think you said that Mm -hmm. like because the style now is just like long leather jackets Mm, and baggy blue jeans trench coaty jacket everyone looks like they're from the matrix with these cool clothes and i got off the subway and i felt really good about my outfit (laughs) so i was heading to a show and then i got off the subway and i looked at everybody else and it was like first day of school after summer break where you look around and you're like, that's what everyone's wearing now? <laughs> I thought I looked good. I'm wearing last semester's outfit. And now everyone got leather jackets while I was gone. And now I look like an idiot while everyone looks like Neo over here walking through the streets. Yeah, people in New York are way too cool. Way too. So fashionable. Mm-hmm. You'll watch some, someone wear something so stupid. That'll make you want to laugh, but you stop yourself going, wait a second, that person is so much cooler than me. Because mm. <laughs> you have this moment. Like, remember that guy who had those boots that looked like they were made? For walking? <laughs> <laughs> they were made. It almost like the, it's like someone cut the wheels off of a rollerblades. <laughs> and then, remember that? It was insane. Boots I can are, never forget yeah, those boots. Boots are the notice, most noticeable thing. I see people throwing on some boots, and I'm like, damn. Dude. Right in my neighborhood, because that's just like... What neighborhood? East Village. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll walk oh, yeah, that's where all the like, trendy people are. Oh, yeah. LES and the East Village is just like... But I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing... I can't do that. I saw a pair of boots. The boots that we're talking about... They look about, like Transformers. Yeah. They had... The sole was down in the bottom. Then they had plastic shooting up from the sole in all these different angles, like an architect with a lot of free time had... <laughs> time to design a shoe and then it would go all the way up to the where the foot part actually is so it looked like it had this, like two platforms it right. had two platforms there was like where your foot sits it was almost like they took a platform shoe but took out all the meat from the inside and you only saw the rebar that <laughs> holds it up that was what you saw this is what this guy was wearing it was insane i was just like that guy went into a macy's <laughs> and was like yeah and then they boxed him up and he was probably like actually can i wear them out and then he just put them on probably wearing shorts he was at macy's and then he just stomps out like like megatron and 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 goes onto the subway in these boots well me and you were over there trying to make fun of him and you had cool shoes on but i looked at my shoes and they were beat up and i'm like those guys shoes are better than my shoes those are better shoes you know who are we making fun of here i could never pull that off yeah, boots are a tough things to pull off to start, I feel like. I know. I have to be in a mood for boots. Yeah. I can't, like, you wear boots a lot, but I got my one pair of, of boots that I have. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? And mm-hmm. for me to put, I, there's two pieces of clothing in my closet that I got to pep myself up to put on. I need to have we a pep talk a with myself. Huh? We don't have a closet. Yeah, we don't have a closet. <laughs> They're putting a washer and dryer in there, so our clothes are shrewd about the room. But I have, I have, uh, 
What's the word I should? I have two pieces of clothing in my wardrobe mm-hmm. that we don't have. Uh, that I have to give myself a pep talk in the mirror to put on my boots and my leather jacket. Mm. I got a Levi's leather jacket. Looks like I might own a motorcycle. I don't own a motorcycle. But (laughs) I I bought it 2019. I love this leather jacket. I've maybe worn it five times Mm -hmm. because I've only been able to pep talk myself up to a level to put on this leather jacket five times. And every time you put it on, you ask me a million questions like, is this good? Yeah. What message I am I conveying with this jacket? It's just like, I look like an ass. Dude, I look, I look like I'm going to show up and kick a jukebox and it's going to go on metallic. Like, I don't, and I want to wear the leather jacket, but it, it's just, I see me is the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look in the mirror and I see every insecurity and every real thought I've ever had. And then I just see this. And it's almost, I feel like a, a book that's wearing a really extensive book jacket. With crazy design, but you know that if you take that off, it's just a plain black design under there. There's nothing under there. If it makes you happy, wear it. That's how that guy with the boots feels. (laughs) That guy with the boots was like, this thing makes me happy. I'm wearing these damn boots. I'm sure he's super happy. I literally did that today. I have a leather jacket and I never touch it. Yeah. I'm like... I just, I don't, and I, cause I seen somebody who looks like me do it and I'm like, that's pretty cool. But yeah. then I just know when I put it on, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I have to make sure like I, certain pants, certain shoes, certain yes. everything. Otherwise I'll, you know. Everything needs to work for me. Yeah. I need to remind myself not to slouch. Cause you don't look like any more of a goober than slouching with a leather jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You just, you just look like a, a melting turtle or something <laughs> yeah. wearing a leather jacket with a humpback. Once you leave the house with a leather jacket on, you have to have the confidence. You do. Yeah. yeah. You, you do. Cool. And and there's sometimes, like, so when I put that leather jacket on and we walk down the street, in my head, I'm playing that song. You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time for talk. And if that song isn't playing in my head... It's my own voice going, what the hell are you doing with this jacket on? <laughs> Take this jacket off. You're embarrassing. Everybody knows. It looks like you stole this from the cool guy who was taking a nap after sleeping with every woman. And now you're wearing it. What are you doing with this? And so I have to, do you have any pair of clothes that you got to pump yourself up to put yeah, on? Those big boots. Also the boots. Those are the knee-high boots. Oh, the knee-high boots. Yeah, yeah those are a statement. Yeah, they're... Yeah. They're a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming here to stomp on some souls. That's the statement. And I don't want to get anything on my shins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a leather jacket. I got a leather jacket and boots. Every, I think everyone has that piece of clothing in their in their closet where they're like, man. And they, they lie to their friends and family. Oh, it's for special occasions. No. It's for when you feel right to put it on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Superman dressed as uh, Superman. You got to put that outfit on. You can't. He, that's why he's Clark Kent most of the time. Right. You can't mm-hmm. Superman it all the time. You look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. You build up Going to a grocery store wearing spandex? No, dude. He's got to put that on during the appropriate time and hour and when he feels confident enough to save the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when you can put it on. I got to feel confident enough to save this damn world. Um, yeah, superheroes, teenagers scare me. Watched a movie last night, The Holdovers. Did you see that? It's a new movie with... Uh, oh, is that um, Paul Giamatti? Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I keep seeing the preview, but I didn't see it. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, we went last night or two nights ago. We watched uh, the holdovers. Really good ho- comedy, uh, holiday movie, uh, funny and it's warm. It's, it's like set in the old times. Set, set in se- 1970. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it was Wait. like early 1900s for some reason. Oh no 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 oh, yeah, okay. 1970 boarding school. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, the story is about uh, how everyone you know boarding school all the students live there, 
for winter break, everyone's going home except for like a few students that are stuck at boarding school. Paul Giamatti plays the professor that has to stay too and watch the kids. And then uh, the lady from uh, Always, Only Murderers in the Building, the detective, mm-hmm. she's the cafeteria lady. So Paul Giamatti, the cafeteria lady, and these students have to stay. And they all hate, everyone hates each other. You know, the students hate the teacher and all that. It's a great movie because mm-hmm. it's funny and it's warm. It's exactly what you want out of a holiday movie. Like the feeling that you get from watching Uncle Buck, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Home Alone, all pretty much any John Hughes holiday movie. That's what this one feels like. I loved it. I loved it. We need more comedies like this. We need less dangerous moms comedies or like dads with guns or whatever the dumb. Uh, get rid of that genre and more just like be funny and make me feel about these characters. I loved it. There's that one actor in there. I wrote his name down because you didn't see it, but I see it. Mm-hmm. Michael uh, Provost. He had a he had a small. It wasn't a small role. It was a good role in the movie. He looked just like Julie Roberts. Like if you look up the cast of of uh, the holdovers, uh, I forget the what was the character's name? Jason Smith. But no, his the actor's name is Mike Michael Pro- Provost. Yeah, Michael Provost. Look at that dude from here. He looks like Junior. He is looking a I little. I don't see it. Do you see it from here? I could see it. Yeah, Let me definitely. See. The eyes and the nose, like the eyebrows to the lips. I, to, yes, from eyebrows to lips. That is Julia. That's Julia Roberts. I really son. don't Younger see it. Julia Roberts. And you put it side by side. I think Julia Roberts had a child, and dropped it off at the doorstep of this guy's family. <laughs> And then it's like, I can't, I don't have time to raise this kid. I'm pretty woman. And <laughs> and then that's Julie Roberts' kid. I don't care what you say. Bam, no. bam. Do you see it? Is it? No. Oh, well. I'm trying to find a younger Julia Roberts picture. I kept, it was funny. I kept interrupting the movie. I don't know how many times I brought that up until you were like, I can see it. They got the up. same nose. <laughs> yeah, they have the same nose. That's such a specific. Julia Roberts has a specific face. Yeah. And everything's symmetrical and long. And this kid has all of it. Usually it's like, you know, you hear fathers, oh, yeah, he had a secret family off to the side, but you can tell they look the same. Julie Roberts had a secret pregnancy with Michael Provost and dropped this baby off in a basket in front of whatever family ended up raising him. Because that is Julie Roberts' kid. Because I always wonder, every once in a while, people change their names because they don't want to be associated with the famous person's name. So I, I, I Googled to see if he did that, but I don't, I don't think he did that. It's mm-hmm. not like a Nick Cage, Francis Ford Coppola situation. Did you know that? Nick Cage, uh, nephew of Francis Ford Coppola? No, I had no idea. Yeah. He has a daughter who's a director too, doesn't he? I think Sophia so. Coppola? Yeah. Nick, yeah, she's married to a singer. But he's the one. He changed his name because oh, no he didn't. Idea. Yeah, he didn't want to be associated oh, was, with. I, I uh, mean, imagine is Nicholas Cage a fake name? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He named himself after a superhero, after uh, Luke Cage. Oh yeah. Or oh yeah. Ni- Nicholas Coppola. Yeah. I didn't even know that. He has a new movie coming. He has. A, I feel like he has a movie every other week the last couple of years. Every, dude, he's. I love Nick Cage because he's in interviews. He's insane. Oh yeah. But he he's being genuine. He's like the crazy act. Remember the movie I made you watch cuz I wa- loved it on a plane. It was a movie with Nick Cage a year or two ago. A year ago, I think, where he plays an actor. He plays himself. Mm. 
and then yeah. some rich guy hires him to come on an island, mm-hmm. and then now he's got to escape the island. Remember, I made you watch yeah. it, and it was super funny. Mm-hmm. But he is that guy, mm-hmm. that like crazy actor guy. He does all these interviews. Like I read this interview with the New York Times, and he's a lunatic, just like that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm tired of like normal actors going, yes, I enjoyed that role, but don't forget to recycle on Wednesday. And you're like, no, dude, I want a lunatic actor yeah. that's just like, yeah, I really felt something when I played Renfeld. And- yeah, it's like Joaquin. You could tell the guy's a yes. complete psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I, you need, that's what makes a good actor. Yeah. You know, Robin Williams was Robin Williams because he was different from the rest of us. Well, Nick Cage is like the guy, he's always the guy who's getting like, you can't tell if he's a really good actor or a really bad actor. He's got Keanu Reeves in him. Yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves gets the same thing, exact yeah. thing, yeah. And I'm like, I think they got good movies and bad movies. Yes. Like every other yeah. actor. Yeah. And also, who is a good actor? My goat, and, who's underrated. Who's your goat? My goat is Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. Loves Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's done some stinkers. But everybody has. Yeah. Especially you know early you, on. You know, definitely. But you know how you can tell a really good actor is you watch them in a bad movie, but their character's really good. Yeah. Jeff Bridges is one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, Jeff Bridges and he's great. done some bad movies. He did this horrible movie. Uh, it was like it was in black and white, and it was after, um, what's the Jennifer Lawrence movies with the. He, 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 he. I don't know what you're doing. E.T.? No. <laughs> the, where she's like a bow and arrow and they're killing kids. Oh, Hunger Games? Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. That was supposed to be my Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> remember they did a thing. No, I, I never even saw that movie. I just know it was like the biggest thing ever. So yes, I, I yeah. So Jeff Bridges made a movie that was based on a series of books that was similar to the Hunger Games. Oh, really? And I forgot what it was called, but it was a horrible movie. But his character was so good in it, I sat through this dog turd of a movie. Tron Legacy? No, no, it wasn't Tron. It was black and white. The oh, Reacher? Really? The, the, the... Um, uh, the Reacher. 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. I don't know. But the point is, like, anytime. The Giver? The Giver. Yeah. That's the one. That movie stinks. <laughs> that movie stinks so bad. And uh, they, it was supposed to be a series of movies, but the first one was so bad they never made a second one. Oh. And But he was great in it. He was an excellent. Like, that's how you can tell a good actor. You put him in a horrible movie sure. and then you're like, man, he really shines in this turd. This has a good cast too. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Alex Garzard. They tried. They buddy, tried. they tried. They tried to shine this turd like nobody's business, but it could not be shined. <laughs> Another actor, he actually came by the uh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, he's the legend. He he was at, I went to go do a spot at St. Mark's Comedy Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was there. Oh, really? He was in the front row for the show before me. And I think he knew someone that was performing. He was there Probably. with his girlfriend or his wife. He has like an Asian wife, I think. Oh, yeah. And they came back to the green room. Yeah, he's like that classic New York guy who'll just pop up in the most random spots. Yeah. It was cool to see him. I, I didn't go up to say oh, hi to him. him because all these comedians, a lot of them didn't even know which movies he was in. They're like, that guy's important. Let they me go just take know him from the Adam Sandler stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This guy came up to me. He was like, was he in... Uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe? Yeah, he's I like don't know. And all those. Yeah. Mr. Deeds. Yeah, per- oh yeah, yeah, he was the guy with the crazy eyes in Mr. Deeds. Yeah, crazy eyes. Maybe not the movie you should bring up when meeting no. Steve Buscemi. Maybe you should pick up, tr- uh, mention Trees Lounge. 
or Airheads or Airheads. Fargo or Big Lebowski or any of these great movies. Or how about his role in Boardwalk Empire? Did you mm. ever watch Boardwalk Empire? He was great. He played Nucky Thompson, Boardwalk Empire. Those are the roles you should bring up, not some guy going, should I bring up that time he played a cross-eyed guy in Mr. <laughs> Deep? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I do love that scene. I, I love the scene too, but maybe not the one to lead with your hello. Pulp Fiction. He was in Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, wow. Who's he in Pulp second. Fiction? I forget, but he's in there. Wow. That's cool. I, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't forget. Uh, the Holdovers. That was the whole point of me talking oh, yeah. about any of that. Great movie. Go watch it. I love a good. I think she might see that because I keep seeing the preview. It looks kind of funny. It's funny. And Paul Giamatti, great actor. He's great. Everything he's in, he's also one of those guys where you could put him in a bad movie and you're like, but I like Paul Giamatti's character in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a bad movie he was in because he's usually in really good stuff, but you could plop him in a bad movie and be like, but he's doing a great job. Mm -hmm. I liked his facial expressions that he made. Yeah. You said they were like mine, which kind of made me feel bad because he has a lazy (laughs) eye. He has a walleye. They call him walleye because he has like one bad eye. Which, that was a contact lens, right? That's not his real eye, is it? I don't think so. I don't think that's his oh, real wow. eye. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of like ways he would do facial expressions that were like me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I love that movie. And, and you were like, yeah, you do a lot of facial expressions like that. I'm like, you saying something about my eye? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> <laughs> I took it as a personal slight. Um, but uh, Oh, yeah. Duh. He's um, he's the waiter who's... um. What's it, what's it called? Um, Vincent when Vincent Vega and, and Uma Thurman are at dinner, he's the oh, waiter yeah, in that yeah. white suit. Yes, it looks nothing like him, so that's yeah. Why, but yeah, dude, he's just funny as hell. Steve Buscemi's great, and he was a fireman on nine eleven. Yeah, wait, no, was not nine eleven. No, he was I a think fireman. He volunteered after the fact. Yes, no, he was a fireman before he started acting. Yeah, and then he started acting, and he might have volunteered after nine eleven to help search for the bodies or something. Yeah, but he was a firefighter, and then he became an actor. The mm. legend. Yeah. So he was a, a bad... That's an alpha. All right? All you weak... Oh, here we go again. <laughs> like Steve Buscemi... I know no one's going to pick Steve Buscemi as an alpha because he's like skinnier. He's got weird teeth. Yeah, he's kind of uh, scary looking. Yeah, you could tell he can't pick up the heaviest kettlebell. But that's an alpha, dude. Firefighter and then chased his dreams. Succeeded at all of them. Oh, yeah. Mm. Follows nobody, by the way. <laughs> he didn't let, You know what podcast he listens to? His own voice in his head. That's what he listens to because he's a man. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, uh, how are we doing on time? We're at 54. 54, we gotta wrap this bad boy up. I guess we'll save the rest for next. Uh, there wasn't much. There was, we got a rotisserie chicken from Walmart that gave us the runs in Colorado Springs. Mm. Really? Yeah. Dude, I haven't had a rotisserie in years. I, cause they don't, they're not as popular out here. But like, if you're in the burbs, well, if I'm you're- from, Oh yeah, well I'm from the burbs, yeah. Yeah. I do, we used to, I used to just- Leave high school, go to work, and then just after work, just pick up a rotisserie chicken and go home and eat like every day. Yeah. It's just so simple. We used to do that in our old neighborhood in San Diego all the time. You're like, go get the rotisserie chicken, and we'd eat it out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Like, like savages. Like, yeah. Like like the world was ending in five minutes, and we didn't want to have an empty tum-tum for the, <laughs> for the afterlife. And uh, so we were hungry, and you you went into Walmart. I waited in the parking lot. You went into Walmart to get pajama pants because she, she forgot her pajamas, and she doesn't like hotel sheets touching her skin. Really? Yeah. I'm just grossed out by hotel beds. I don't yeah. know why. I am too. I kind of am too, but I, there's something else about hotel rooms that I just love. I love going into a, into a hotel for some reason. Like I, a decent hotel. Yes. But I also, yeah, I don't want to like, I'm like, when's the last time these were changed? Blah, blah, blah. You know, but. 
sometimes they're not even changed. Well, don't say that. Um, my mother <laughs> hotel cleans hotels. Tonight. She told me, yeah, my mother cleans hotel rooms. She goes, sometimes I just brush. I'm like, don't say yeah. that. <laughs> just change the room. But me, Emma and I are completely different. She needs to be fully clothed uh, to get it slip into a hotel bed. She doesn't want the t- sheets touching her skin. Me, I get more naked. So like normally I sleep in just my underwear, but I, I strip down. I go full meat and potatoes Holy down there. Hell. Yeah. And that's that because... <laughs> That's how socks too. Who me? Yeah, she uh, puts on socks to walk on the carpet. Oh yeah, I won't even touch the carpet with my feet. I think I do that. Yeah, I don't like to sleep in socks though. Yeah, but that's so. Funny. She looks. <laughs> you look at me with a look of disgust when I get out of the shower at a hotel, <laughs> and I'm just like walking around barefoot. You throw all your f- clothes on the floor. Yeah, I put all well dirty clothes. I throw no, them on the you floor. Throw everything on the floor. Yeah. I'm comfortable. It's nasty. That's where my <laughs> antibodies come from. All right. That's why I'm going to survive the next COVID uh, because I got all the antibodies from sleeping uh, buck naked in hotel rooms <laughs> and walking barefoot to an extent. <sighs> I'll walk barefoot in the hotel, but remember that old lady that went in barefoot in the bathroom, the bathroom on the flight? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's Dude. where I'm like, don't even look at me. And not even a track. Listen. There's some trashy people on airplanes where you, they look like they're wearing a garbage bag and they're being sent to rehab in the hills. Yeah, she or something. looked very normal, nice clothes. She looked like a typical grandmother, nice clothes, nice earrings, nice like pearl necklace, like a grandmother, very sweet lady. I watch her hoof it into that disgusting bathroom on an airplane. Not even the flight didn't just take off. We're about four hours into a five-hour flight. There's been a lot of foot traffic, a lot of dribble, a lot of spillage going on There's in there. So much dribble. She just stamps her bare feet in there. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, that's just I feel um, weird going in there with my shoes and then coming back and hoping the bottom of my shoes don't touch my backpack same. that's under the seat. Same. I feel weird about that. Oh yeah. But that lady just Naked hoofed it in there. Pure savage. Yeah, sad. Just didn't care. Did not care. Yeah. But yeah, we got the runs from the rotisserie. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an experience. Uh, I think that's the episode for this week. Thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, subscribing, doing whatever you do to listen or watch this podcast. Uh, don't forget to see me live ZoltanComedy dot com for a live show dates and all that good stuff. Uh, also, buy a journal SafeJournal dot <laughs> Thank you Thank kindly. You. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everybody. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am.